0: So at first, please tell us something about your musical education.
1: Uh, my education. Um, I don't have much of a musical education. I uh, I'm very much self-taught. I left school early, and then I uh, I was always very uh, obsessed about music, hmm? and I uh, so I I tended to study out of books rather than actually go somewhere to learn. So I, I read all the right books, and um, and then um, I guess. Uh, you know, once you start working, you, you you learn a bit on the job.
0: Do you play an instrument? Um...
1: Ah, no, I play the piano very badly. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm very good at playing the iPod.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and what is your favourite instrument within or outside an orchestra?
1: Probably the viola.
0: Mm. Why is that?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just, uh, I just love the melancholy sound, you know, it's such a, a beautiful instrument and uh, I really wish I could play it. And um, I, uh, I'd love to write a viola concerto one day. Mm-hmm. I keep talking to a friend, a viola player friend, we keep talking about maybe one day we'll do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And for what instruments uh, do you like to uh, compose for? Well, i love to.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably pretty much all instruments, certainly with mm-hmm. the orchestra. Um, You know, I I particularly love writing for the orchestra itself because there's so much color in there. It's just, um, you know, endless possibilities, Um, Mm -hmm. just joining together the sounds, getting together the different timbres and and so on. Um, So in that sense, you know, I probably like writing for for most of the instruments, really. It's it's, it's as much about the combination of instruments as anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there an instrument that you don't like?
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to insult someone if I say that um, uh, nothing comes to mind no no I think I like I think I like them all you know some instruments of course are more uh, have a wider range of expression and therefore they can be much more useful mm-hmm. um, the strings in particular of course have a wider range of expression um, but no there's no no instrument that i that I dislike no
0: mm-hmm. not within
1: the orchestra anyway.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, and how
1: was your approach in composing music? Um, in, do you mean in film or or, mm-hmm. or or concert music? In film, well, in film, um, I think the first thing is to obviously to watch the film, but to try and get an understanding of the the inner workings of the film. Um, it's very hard to, to articulate what it is uh, that I go through at the early stage because it's very intuitive, it's something I feel, you know. But ideas start to come to the surface and, um, and over a period of time of watching the film and, and thinking about the possibilities and what, what feels right for it, um, gradually a, a certain sort of sound and approach comes together in my mind. Mm-hmm. And using...
0: approach in composing for concerts?
1: Uh, no, that's a different story because, mm-hmm. of course, the difference between, you know, concert music and, and film is that with a film, um, it's somebody else's vision, it's somebody else's narrative, which is already there for you. And um, um, in a sense, you're, you're adding to, to something that's already there. And you could say that the film is already 95% there and the music's going to add 5%, for example. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you write a concert piece, of course, it's 100% yourself and you have to work out your own narrative and your own structure and the your own um, architecture of the piece. Um, so that early part, um, I, from speaking personally, I find that the early part of composition is quite uh, difficult and takes quite a lot of uh, time and and thought. Whereas you know, once you've got your basic structure, it's then sort of uh, fairly straight ahead. And it's in that sense, it's rather like doing a, a film score because mm-hmm. with a film, you've already got the structure. Yes. And what is inspiring you? Oh, now that's a, <laughs> that's a wide question. Um, do, you mean, uh, do you mean musically or, or non-musically? Oh, something that <laughs> inspires you. It's hard to articulate that. Um, I think, you know, with, with film uh, in particular, there's, there's always, um, even on the occasion where you do a film that you don't think is very good, you still find something in there to, to really love, you know, and um, you, you tend to love a film when you work on it. Um, and, um, it can be all sorts of things. It can be the topic, um, it can be the, the performance. I remember, um, many years ago, uh, doing, um, a, a series called Moby Dick, mm-hmm. um, which starred Patrick Stewart. And there was just something about his performance that I found quite riveting and inspiring. And, um, it really sort of drove me for the whole, the whole score. Um, another, you know, another, another one was a miniseries called On the Beach where the whole, which is about uh, the world ending, everybody dying through radiation. And in it is set a love story, a very tragic love story, because you know that everybody's going to die. And there was just something about that, um, that sadness and the, the, the tragedy uh, and the knowledge that these people were for the last time finding bits of joy in life and really experiencing it to the fullest. Um, I found that very, very inspiring too. Um, it was quite tiring to, to, to write that score because I just felt so so connected with it. Um, you know, it can be all sorts of things. Um, other times it's the way a film is directed. Um, I, I just love working with Bruce Beresford on Mao's Last Dancer. Um, it was such a joy to work with. That um, that in itself, quite apart from the film, which which I love working on, but uh, just working with the director again. So you know, I find that inspiration can come from all sorts of places.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Who are your personal or musical idols, if you have them?
1: Ah, uh, yes. And that's quite a wide range these days. When I was when I was younger, I think uh, you know, uh, and, and formulating my sounds and so on, I think the people that I really loved were in the classical world, in particular, were. Uh, probably Wagner and Vaughan Williams and Monteverdi. Um, um, in more popular music, I guess, um, areas of prog rock, um, Yes and Genesis, King Crimson, um, John McLaughlin, Pat Matheny. So, you know, there's quite a wide, wide range there. Whereas these days I find that I tend to listen to a lot of music. I try to keep my finger on everything that's going on. I'm very interested in uh, ethnic music and, um, uh, the, the classical world, the classical music of other cultures, like the classical music of India and, and, uh, and Persia and so on, I'm finding, I mean, I'm, I'm only scratching the surface with it, but I find it absolutely fascinating. Um, and a group that I love to listen to is the Silk Road Ensemble. I don't know if you're aware of them, but uh, fabulous ensemble. Um, Yo-Yo Ma is the cellist within it, but uh, they have a lot of other players from all around the world. Um, so. You know, these days it's quite a wide range. And
0: what was your very first assignment as a film music composer?
1: Well, for a long time um, it was really only my wife who would employ me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she, she, she made a number of small um, features uh, some time ago. Sorry, not features, um, short films some time ago and, um, and employed me. And then she did a feature called Sanctuary, which is a, lo- a low-budget um, uh, film. Um, and it was—I found it very, very hard to break in here in Australia. Um, and it wasn't until miraculously I got Moby Dick um, that my sort of my fortunes changed, and uh, I was able to, um, you know, get work with other people. But it was quite—it uh, was quite a, you know, a, sort of a flat, a flat career path <laughs> for some for some time and, until then. Yeah.
0: And are you still proud of that score?
1: Of Moby Dick, or mm-hmm. you mean? Or, yes, yeah. very much. French, yes. I, um, in fact, I just had to, for another reason, I had to listen to a bit of it today, um, a few of my pieces today, and um, I think that I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a few things I might um, do a little bit differently these days, but uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff that I like in there. And you know, it's um, it's very rare these days to be asked to write that sort of music. Um, you know, the, the, as I'm sure you're aware, the, the nature of film music has changed in the last 10 or 15 years um, quite a lot. And that sort of big symphonic sound is, is not really asked for all that much. Of course, there's the odd, the odd um, film that does ask for it, but uh, it's a rare, rare opportunity. So, I was, you know, I'm very grateful to have had that chance to do that, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, I, you know, I wish I could do it again. <laughs> yeah. So
0: do you want to compose orchestral?
1: Oh well, it's you know it's one it's one thing. It's not the only thing I want to do, um, mm-hmm. at, at, but by any means. Um, you know, I've, um, I'm, I'm always looking into all sorts of various things. But uh, um, I was really just saying how much I enjoyed doing Moby Dick and how it'd be fantastic to do it again from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you like or enjoy writing whole themes for characters or settings, or do you try more to describe the mood of a particular movie?
1: Yeah. I think it's um, it's very much about there's a number of issues going on. The first thing you need to get is the right tone for the movie, whatever that collection of notes is. Just you know, a small collection of notes that gives the right tone for the whole movie, uh, which you can then develop. Mm-hmm. And uh, in many cases, that's a, a very obvious tune, uh, like maybe Dick has or, or on the beach or uh, Mao's last dancer. Um, but in other times, it's more of a textural sound. It's more of a, you know, a texture, a, a palette, if you like, of colour, um, which um, I think of uh, Daybreakers or, or Salem's Lot, um, which which have that. So how that then gets structured within a film, of course, depends a lot on the film. Um, it's always important to be aware of pacing, of, of moving the film along, and at times it's important to sort of support an underlying character and at other times it's much more important to be sort of holding back and and be much more in the broader story Mm -hmm. you know sort of somewhere somewhere up above or or beyond or something um, commenting on the overall picture whereas other times you're very much with individuals so it does vary from picture to picture Mm -hmm. but working out which way to go is um, the most time-consuming part, I find. You know, getting exactly the right tone and the right attitude. Um, Mm -hmm. Once I've got that, I find that composing uh, for a film could go very, very quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. And what is your favourite genre to uh, make music for?
1: My favourite, sorry, which? Uh, Genre.
0: Um, Genre. -hmm. Um,
1: Let me think about that. I don't know that I really have a favourite one. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, I, I think one of the fantastic things about doing film is that you have the opportunity to do so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember a couple of years ago having uh, two films sort of almost on top of each other to do, which was Daybreakers and Mao's Last Dancer. And of course, there's such different scores, such such different music. And that in itself was, was really a lot of fun to to, um, to go from one genre to the other. So. Um, you know, um, as long as as long as it's, it changes and there's a broad range of genres, I think I like, I would imagine, pretty much everything. Yes.
0: What do you think is the best thing about composing music?
1: Mm, hearing hearing it back, oh. as soon as you get to the uh, you know the recording sessions, mm-hmm. uh, and to um, because you've been sitting in your room by yourself, um, a lot of my work I do pencil and paper, and um, so I'm just hearing it in my head. And then um, often it gets mocked up on synthesizers, which are all, you know, they're not the real thing at all. They're toys, really. They just give people an idea of what you're doing. So it's not until you actually get to the recording session and, um, and you hear the orchestra playing back your music. It's, it's, um, it's quite a wonderful experience. I've got to say to hear have 80 or 90 people playing, playing the music that you were thinking of just three or four days before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah. I have to say that's the most exciting and rewarding moment. Um, in, in it, for sure.
0: And is there something that makes it less fun for you?
1: Oh, yeah. I think sometimes it can be difficult when you have um, a lot of different opinions from different peoples to which way um, you know the music should go. One person says it should be doing X, and then the other person says it should be doing Y, and a third person says it should be doing Z, and um, and um, you have to find a balance and find a way that keeps everybody happy and yourself happy too. And um, I think every film composer that comes across this situation um, is always, uh, you know, it's always the, the hard part of the job, um, mm-hmm. keeping a number of different people happy. Um, mostly, of course, you, you're there to um, to deliver uh, music for the director's vision, but um, there's quite often other people who have a, a strong opinion too. Um, but, you know, it's all it's all part for the course it's all, all part of the job, so um, I, I don't know that it's a, a terrible thing. It's just one of the, the small challenges you have. How big
0: is the influence and the pressure from producers and directors when you're writing music?
1: Um, well it, it varies you know some people are uh, some people are, are very there on every moment with you mm-hmm. you know um, and uh, other other people tend to let you go and do your thing. And then come and present it to them, and then they'll make com- make comments. Um, I find that second way is probably a, a more fluid way of working, uh, because I get a chance to um, think something through, work it out, get rid of some of the problems, and then present it to the director. Um, but you know, as I said, it's a, it's very much the director's vision, and if you're not uh, if you're not giving the director what he or she wants, then you're not doing the job so of course their influence is, is very very profound um and um as i was just sort of referring to before you know there are other people like the producer of course and, and other people that, that also have an important um input along the way as well but it's very much you know you hear hear about film being a collaborative art and um certainly it's a, it's the composer really has to collaborate with the with the director and to some degree with the, the film editor as well
0: are there any Uh, soundtrack albums by other composers in your music collection?
1: To be honest, um, there's pretty much only one. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've got just about everything of John Williams. Mm. Uh, Otherwise, um, I tend not to listen to film music too much. I watch a lot of films, so I Mm -hmm. experience the music through the film, which of course is the right place to be hearing it. But when it comes to just general listening, I tend to listen to classical music and popular music and so on, uh, rather than film music. Um, but as I say, I've, I've got everything I can get my hands on with John Williams. I think he's he's quite quite remarkable, mm-hmm. and, a, and a great listen.
0: <laughs> and what is your favourite uh, music from him?
1: Mm, oh, no, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, that's a very hard one. There's so many good ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think um, A.I. is mm-hmm. extraordinary, an extraordinary score. Uh, Angela's Ashes, beautiful score, and of course, you know, it just goes on and on. That you can't really yeah. Just go and, and go and pick one, you know. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. dozens I know. and dozens, yes. <laughs> and of
0: out all of your scores and concert works, which one is your personal favourite?
1: Oh well, that's a hard one too. Um, um I I think perhaps because it's, you know, fairly recent, I'm very, very pleased with Mao's Last Answer as a film score. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not to say that there aren't other you know most of the others are, there's there are things that i like a lot about them and and maybe other things that I, I wish i could do one more time i think that's fairly normal for any artist to wish they could have a second go um and in the concert world probably a couple of favorites i like the uh the bass trombone concerto a lot and also a piece for string orchestra called night is what remains um very much but uh it's, very, it's, too, it's too hard to really pick a favourite amongst your own works. It's much too hard.
0: Mm. And now I have questions from fans. How did it happen that you could compose the music for Daybreakers?
1: That was, you know, some, some, some films you hear about and you chase them, and other films, they ring you up. Uh, this one, they rang me up, which was very nice. And they asked me to submit some music. I think they also asked a couple of other composers. Um, and... If I remember rightly, I sent them them some of Salem's Lot, but somehow or other they heard some of my music for the Rugby World Cup, uh, which I'd done in 2003. And um, anyway, they loved that music, and and they they offered me the job. But uh, it was one of those films that was a bit of a surprise because I didn't know it had had been made even. Um, And uh, it was fabulous. Um, The the directors are twin brothers, Mm -hmm. um, Peter and Michael Spierig, And um, it was just fabulous to work with them.
0: And are you a fan of
1: vampires? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I seem to get a few, don't I? I seem to get a few of these things to work on. I, 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 I I don't watch vampire movies a lot, I must say. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more that I, but I do. I have to be honest and say that I do enjoy composing for them because, uh, or horror films in general. Maybe uh, you know, not just vampires, but uh, horror and thriller because they call for certain, um, you know, musical techniques that you don't get to do in, in other sorts of films, and it's, um, you can have a lot of fun experimenting with colour and playing sounds. Um, so, um, I, perhaps I prefer to work on them more than I watch them, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And which parts of Master and Commander are from you?
1: <laughs> That's a difficult one. Um, the way that worked was, of course, there were three of us, and. Um, we each uh, came. We, we each come from different areas of music, and um, and Ivor Davies, of course, is uh, very well known as uh, for the band Icehouse, um, and he has that uh, that rock pop background and uh, knowledge in, in electronics. So he tended to do within the within the uh, the score of Master and Commander. He did all of the electronics that are in there. Um, he did. Uh, a, a fair amount of the drums that you hear um, and um, yeah, that's right and then, then Richard Tonietti, who is the uh, the Artistic Director of the Australian Chamber Orchestra and a fantastic violinist, he tended to take uh, uh, tended to do the, the, the uh, source music, you know, there was a lot of folk music and there was a lot mm-hmm. of classical music, Corelli and, and Handel and, uh, sorry, yeah, Mozart and and so on, and he tended to look after that on the whole. I wrote most of the orchestral music that you hear that's original, Mm -hmm. Uh, most most but not all, but having said that, um, because there were three of us, someone would do something and then everybody would have an opinion and suggest a change, you know, why don't you have less hits here or more here or that sort of thing, you know, so everybody had a comment on every single cue. Mm -hmm. So nobody did anything totally alone. but I think that's probably the, the, the simplest way to put it, that um, I did most of the, but not all of the um, orchestral music and some of the drums as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, now the score and the movie and um, both great, also great, mu- movie, yeah. great movie, great music.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic movie to work on. It really was. I mean, Peter Weir is such a, such a refined and beautiful filmmaker. You know, his, his, all his films, they uh, they just look so beautiful, they feel so beautiful. And it was just such an honour to be able to work with him.
0: Would you like to work in Hollywood or will you continue to be active in Australian productions?
1: Um, I'm happy to work anywhere, really. Um, mm-hmm. The world is a small place these days. It's its very easy to, to get anywhere and um, to set up a team is no problem in any of the, the major centres. Um, of course, I have worked in, in Los Angeles on Master and Commander. Um It's just the way things have fallen really that I've done uh, pretty much everything here in Australia um, that just seems to be the way it's the way it's happened with the jobs that I've got but um, um, you know I'm also I'm also a, a British citizen as well as an Australian citizen, so I've always hoped to be able to get a you know British or European mm-hmm. job. I think that'd be fabulous to work over there yeah.
0: Whose idea was it that the music for Mao's Last Dancer sounds more Chinese-Chinese rather than Western-sounding Chinese? Um, because you've made it so well, the style, that the score could have been written by a Chinese a fan said.
1: <laughs> That's very, very kind. <laughs> well, of course, that, that was the challenge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um, a lot of people ask me that question, you know, how, how, how did I did I go and study Chinese music or, or whatever? And what I found was but I didn't need to. Um, I don't know what it's like in in Germany, but um, um, here in Australia, um, you know, we're sort of at the bottom end of Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot of of Chinese music um, around. You go to a restaurant, you turn on a television, whatever. It's sort of of there. So somehow or other, I didn't have to do any study. Um, I sort of knew somehow what to do intuitively. Uh, the trick was to get the players who could play the right instruments and play them well, of course. And that's that's nine-tenths of the, 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 the trick um, to getting a good sound, is to get, obviously, to get the right instruments, but also people who can play them well and read the music that I'd written for them. Um, as for whose idea it was to do it that way, I think it was just, um, you know, idiomatic. It just had to happen. A uh, mm-hmm. film that's about a Chinese ballet dancer uh, one third of the film, I think, is set in in China, so it was important to um, to try and get, um, you know, a, a sense of authenticity to the sound. And I, I had a I had a bit of a, a shape to the whole film. Uh, the film has flashbacks within it, but if you if you sort of recut the film so that it went in the order of his life, what I did was I only used Chinese instruments while he's in the early part of his life. Then when he goes to Beijing to study, I started to add strings. Um, and then when he moves across to America, uh, there are no more Chinese instruments. And you go back to solo piano, and then I started to add strings to that. And then much later on, when he's um, arrested at the consulate, of course, the Chinese instruments come back. So I sort of had a bit of a shape and a bit of a form there to, uh, to, to work it to.
0: Can you talk about your new music for the film Crawl and the project Cradlewood?
1: Um, Cradlewood, I'm not sure where that's at. Um, mm-hmm. I, think st- I think they're still raising the finance for that film. So mm-hmm. um, I'm certainly on board when they get to make the film, for sure. Mm-hmm. Crawl is, um, is a film that is, is made um, and I think they're currently um, um, you know, researching distributors at the moment so that it can get out. It's uh, it was a wonderful thriller. Um, it's a first time director, um, Paul China, and the producer is his twin brother. I was working with twins yet again. Uh, <laughs> Produced twin brother uh, Ben China, um, and they uh, have made this uh, sort of uh, quiet potboiler. It's uh, it's quite quite a tense. It's the quietest movie I've ever worked on. Um, there's so much quietness and creeping around that um, if you didn't put music in, it sort of felt like the film would go flat. But as soon as you put music in, it seemed it felt like it would dominate mm-hmm. and sort of take over the movie too much, you know. So it was very hard to sort of find a way to uh, to, to write a score that, that did the job without getting in the way. And um, in the end, I sort of uh, wrote music that's very, very confident, but quiet. <laughs> so that it's sort of, it's out there, but it's, it's held back. It's a bit difficult to explain. Um, and I used... It was uh, quite a low-budget film. Um, um, I don't think it's giving any, any secrets away to say that the whole film was made for half a million dollars, Australian dollars, which is roughly half a million Americans, mm-hmm. much the same these days. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty extraordinary that they pulled that off. Um, fabulous acting in there, beautifully shot by the cinematographer, um, Brian Brini. So I had uh, 17 strings, Um, And that's all all I had. I had two calls with them and did the entire score that way. And I played a little bit of piano at one point myself. Um, But uh, it's uh, it's terrific. And what I'm hoping to do um, sometime in the near future, I just get um, distracted by other projects, but I'm hoping to release it on CD Mm -hmm. uh, myself, um, the the soundtrack for it. There's about... uh, uh, 25 minutes of music or something that's worth putting on a CD. So I'll package it with, um, with Ward 13, which is a short film that I did some years ago. So um, so look out for that in the next few months.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. And what is your big um, dream project?
1: Ah, well, um, um, I'm actually, I can't say what it is at this point, but I'm, I'm hoping uh, very much that I can write an opera. Um, I have a project in mind and I'm I'm trying to get some interest. So we'll see how that goes, but I, I would really love to write an opera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, all, the, all the skills that I've you know, learnt from doing film, um, I'd like to be able to apply those, uh, to an opera where of course the music is the dominant, um, art that, that you know, in play. Um, and I think that'd be wonderful filmically. Um, I'd uh I'd love I'd really love to do a big um adventure, mm-hmm. you know, movie. Um something where you can really get your teeth in with the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'd that be just fabulous fun. I'd love to do that.
0: And what are your next um projects in your future? Uh
1: there's always a there's always a few things uh, that, you know, at this point I can't can't have announced on radio because mm-hmm. you're never quite sure how they're gonna go. But um what I do have is a is a concert piece for um a, a choir and, um, and sorry, two, one, three choirs and very large orchestra, uh, large percussion sac- section and, and uh, a saxophone quartet and piano. It's quite a bizarre thing, but it's a big half-hour piece, mm-hmm. uh, which I have to start shortly and will be performed here in Australia uh, in the middle of next year. Um, so that's... That's the immediate next thing that I have.
0: And yeah, for the end, um, one more little thing um, I call five terms and you tell me just briefly what comes to your minds. okay? Okay. Film music? <laughs> uh,
1: well, John Williams came to my mind, how's that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Orchestra? Mahler. I don't know why, but he did. Okay. <laughs> Favorite movie? Magnolia. Hollywood? Well, I thought Los Angeles, but that's boring. Um, um, uh, Excitement, I don't know, that came to mind. Excitement came Mm -hmm. to mind. And end of work. End of work? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Relief. (laughs) Sleep.
0: (laughs) Great. Thank you for the interview.
1: Oh, thanks very much for having me. Thanks for asking.